He's a sulky, over-funky, kinda hunky superhero. A two-fisted and electrically transistored superhero. An exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero. The Marvel superheroes have arrived. Welcome to Marvel Vision, a Marvel Studios TV show podcast brought to you by Cinema Sangha. My name is Devin Faraci. I am one of the hosts of this program and joining me as he does every week... My name is Derek Fracci, and I hope I become a ghost. How are you, Devin? I'm pretty good, Derek. I'm pretty good. We just recorded a podcast yesterday, so we don't, I think don't have like a lot of like bullshit up front. I don't think we have like a big bullshit thing to talk about here. We just spoke yesterday. I bought I bought a new vegetable steamer today. Did you? Yes, it's coming tomorrow. So. What well, you don't just steam your vegetables like in a pot? I do, but it's a it's a vegetable steaming pot. I didn't buy like one of those fancy ones that you pour the water in. Got to plug it in. It's still going to just go on my stove. But right. the steamer that I have, the thing I have now to steam vegetables, I bought it for like $4 at Target. And after a year, it's falling apart. And I'm tired of having to fix it every time I want to make some corn. Mm. So I bought a new, better one. Good. Yeah. So we shall see. Good. Well, I'm going to my teeth because I had dinner. Congrats, first of all. Yeah. That's disgusting. I can hear you trying to pull spinach out of your teeth. That, that was just me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I got no excuse for that. I, I can just... totally hear it. You were like doing like that, like sucking on your teeth thing. I think yeah. is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Everybody at home heard that. Yep. Sorry, I had spinach. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I love spinach. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Um. So, uh, you got any Marvel news? Uh, I do. Um, we're gonna start with a little feel good story. It connects to Hawkeye, which is, uh, I'm, I know I'm going to say her first name wrong, and I'm so sorry. Uh, Alakwa Cox, who plays Echo, uh, did an interview where she said that uh, on her first day of set, she said, I remember meeting Jeremy on my first day of work on set. I was a nervous wreck, and uh, this was my first acting job. He then complimented me in American Sign Language, which con- con- uh, comforted me. And Haley uh, Steinfeld spelled out her name using ASL. Another heartwarming and welcoming moment with the actors. And it's nice that they, they learned some sign language before she showed up to make her feel more at ease and at home. I think that is nice. nice. That is very yeah. nice. I mean, I'm sure that he was probably learning ASL for the show anyway, right? I would think so, yeah. Because he, he, he utilizes some sloppy, I mean, purposefully sloppy ASL. Yes, he does. He does a little uh, white cookie rocket moment in this episode. He does a white cookie rocket moment. I, that is that is what is that, like, is that what is that what they're actually referencing? I was trying to figure I don't it know. out. I put that in my notes. That's all I. That's what it made me uh, think of. Yeah, it's me too. And it's like I'm trying to think like is a, that like one of the most famous recent sub uh, uh, ASL moments in movies? And they kind of do a little callback, right? It's I like mean, so fascinating. Yeah, that that was quite the meme for a while. Why cookie rocket? Yeah. Um, but uh, that is very sweet. That is that is very nice. Yeah. Uh, sticking with Hawkeye, there's a new uh, little behind-the-scenes thing about the LARP that they did. And in it, you can see that there's a guy dressed in the Hawkeye costume from the comics, the classic costume. And it's pretty weird. That is weird. I wonder if there's another LARP coming up. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because the thing is that guy grills that he got the costume off of, he's a he's like a recurring character in the comic. Yeah. And so I do wonder if they're gonna go back to the LARP thing again. I don't know. Maybe the footage that they used. Did, Did you did I lose you? No, I'm here. 
Oh, I'm did listening. you just do a sudden mute in the middle of speaking? Well, no, okay. I, I, I stopped uh, talking I wonder, you started talking. Uh, I wonder if uh, they did more LARP stuff, but they shot it all on the same day. It's very possible. It's very and possible. so they just were using this footage for the EPK and um, somebody didn't know what they were like. Yeah. yeah. Pulling. But where would that Hawkeye cut? Because as we see in this episode that we'll be discussing, uh, Kate designs this Hawkeye costume at, the di- at a diner. So how did this guy get it? Well, I mean, there might be more episodes between now and then. And with the idea that the character of Grill, Grills is a guy who does LARP and does costume stuff and is interested in costumes, I wonder if Grills is the guy who... Well, uh, no, it's a white guy, so... I'm saying I wonder if he makes it. Oh, okay, okay. And I wonder if the white guy is Hawkeye. It's just I Hawkeye don't... stunt guy in the background. Maybe, maybe. That'd be wild if somewhere within the next four days, because I'm guessing the show will end by Christmas Day, that Hawkeye gets himself a costume like that. I mean, I wouldn't be super surprised. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it might. I mean, who knows? It's hard to say. I mean, like the thing also, though, is that the so you sent me the picture and I think that the classic Hawkeye outfit could also just technically be a medieval LARPer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just in there as a joke, but it does. I'm looking at it, and it's it got like the H on, spent it, a buck. on the helmet. It's got the <laughs> H on and everything. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is that the um, I think that the um, the the eye wings are wrong. Yeah, they fold back the, instead of coming out. Yeah, which I which I don't like. But um, yeah. I mean, it's a very good. It, it but the the tunic itself has a medieval look to it, so I wonder if it's just an in joke. I think it was probably just an in joke, and then they just cut it. Would be my or, guess. Or or or, or, maybe or it's going to show up see, later. Yeah. Show up later. We don't. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. It's interesting though. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm, I, we'll see where it goes. We'll see. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up. This is not news, but this connects to something we discussed previously about the show yeah. and Hawkeye having a lot of Clint having a lot of money. Yeah. And where he gets the money from, and you suggested that it might be from Tony Stark that he left all the Avengers some money on the Patreon. Someone brought up the the fact that that can't. That's weird because. Falcon is broke. Falcon was not an Avenger. Yes, he was. Was Falcon an Avenger under Tony Stark? Yeah, he was there when when uh, in Ant Man. He's at Avengers, right? He, he fights. Yeah, that is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is hanging out there. Yeah. So, so either well, Tony Stark is, Stark is racist. That, that's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. Or he, uh, it's from Shield. Or it could also be his wife. We never discussed that his wife. We don't know what she does. She might have a high paying job. Um, I wonder if doctor, he, right? he might have just left stuff to like the OG Avengers. That's possible. It's possible. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, he doesn't have like that. He well, he has money, but we this episode of Hawkeye that we're going to talk about, he does have a moment where he is like realizes he could have made a lot more money. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, he's like not like hyper wealthy. He's just like staying at the peninsula wealthy. Yeah. He's doing fine. He's okay. Yeah, he's doing good. He's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my headcanon is that uh, Tony Stark's a racist. Oh, I'll go with it. Secondary headcanon is that the creators of these shows did not really talk about some of this stuff, and there's like yeah. some assumptions being made, and then other people did not. Well, they, they, yeah, I mean, they've never said in the show like how he got the money, so it could be any way you want, you know. So, yeah, you know, like they never said like Tony left us all money, and then poor Falcon is like, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> might have to sell my family business. Right. You know, so uh, moving on, uh, the 
stunt team t-shirt for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, appears to have made its way online. Yeah, it is online, but my understanding is that they just, and this happens a lot on these movies. They just um, did to design themselves? No, it's a fan art. They oh, is it a fan art? They, they, I think my understanding is they found it online. Um, this is what I have looked at. Oh, so it's, it's an actual shirt, but they just pulled the, the picture from online. Yeah, so like the stunt okay. team, like they'll just make their shirts. Yeah. You know, they're not being handed down to them necessarily from Marvel from in the same online. way like yeah. the hats are. Like, got, like there's like crew hats and stuff like that. But that stuff, sometimes like the individual team will just make the stuff. And um, so it is uh, – it is uh, they found a cool unlikely that this is actually that this is actually like an image from the show. The movie that's too bad. That made me excited. Yeah, it's a cool. It's, it's a very, cool image. It's a cool image and very Kang looking Kang. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of hopeful, but oh, what are you going to do? Uh, moving on, uh, Colby uh, Smulders is going to be in Secret Invasion, and a nation breathes a sigh of relief. Yeah, uh, it's funny, like. Is there any character who I have less of a interest in seeing again? Like in, you know what I mean? Like not just not not like in a negative way, but just like if she were to show up, I'd be like, uh, okay. Uh, sure. I feel that way about any of Thor's buddies from the first two movies. <laughs> well, they're all dead now, so it's okay. Yeah, except for Lady <laughs> Sif, right? She's still so. yeah, she she she's still kicking. Uh, but everybody else is dead, so that's fair. Yeah, but the, I just like. Maria Hill showing up again. I just am not, I don't care. I just, I, I legitimately, she just feels so phase one to me. And she's a very empty character. They've never done anything with her other yeah. than she stands there and goes, this is what, you know, this is what Nick wants us to do. And then that's it. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Maybe do like a little bit of a quip. Yeah. So we'll see. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, it makes sense, out. right? With this, in this Nick Fury oriented show, with the premise that it has that these other shield characters would show up makes plenty of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty, plenty his, of sense. His right hand would be there with him. Makes right. She wasn't killed. She wasn't like disappeared off the universe. And Nick Fury's doing a weird, his own shit now. And she's probably still involved. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't she in Spider-Man? She is in, well, she's down. Yeah. And she's in uh, the end of uh, infinity war. Yes. Yeah. She's with, uh, she's with Nick when he gets, they, they both get dusted. Yeah. She's just not an interesting character. But you know what? These TV shows, I'm going to say something. Spoiler. um, Hawkeye is a really fucking good TV show, and it makes me really enjoy a character who I was not super excited about having a TV show. And so (laughs) I guess anything's possible. Yeah, as long as it's well-written. That's all you need. That is really all you need. And she just hasn't had a lot to do. So maybe not even be the character or the actress's fault. I don't think it's her fault. You know, I'm like, I don't. I don't know much of Colby Smulders' work, but she seemed fine in the Avengers stuff that she's been in, you know, but she just hasn't had anything to do. She's just stood there and, like, played hype man to Nick Fury. So there's not much for her to do in these. So right, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, And then finally, uh, producer Amy Pascal says that Marvel and Sony are going to do another Spider-Man trilogy. Uh and with with Tom Holland. With Tom Holland, yeah. What what great news. I honestly could not be happier. I kind of wish they had held it until after the movie came out. Well, I don't think this was an official announcement. I think this is Amy Pascal running around saying stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because there was this sort of sense that maybe they were going to use this as a way to, like, write Spider-Man out of the MCU. Yeah. 
Like I really had that feeling. Like that they and were, really were pushing that idea. Like Tom Holland was going around saying, "Like this is it. This is the end. I'm so sad." And like even like Feige was like, "This is uh, you know this is the end of our Spider-Man story." So like they weren't saying like he's going to be gone, but they were kind of leading you that way. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say I had a really bad year and I don't want to spend the entirety of this Spider-Man movie worrying that they're going to remove, they're going to erase (laughs) Spider-Man. Like, I just don't want to, I don't want to do that. So I feel, and that's not even like a big uh, thing. Like, that's like not, it's like a baby problem to have, right? But just, it's been one of those years where it's just like, you know what? Let me just have like a nice thing. Yes. Um, And which is why I've now seen Licorice Pizza twice. Because... um, it's a movie like I don't think this movie can be spoiled, but not to spoil anything. It's a movie like where nothing happens. Okay. Like there's like no there's like no heaviness to it. And that's exactly what I want at the end of 2021. I want like to feel good about the stuff I'm watching. I don't want to feel super challenged right now. Yeah. Do you know? Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. Um, so I don't want to spend a Spider-Man movie spending my whole time going, Oh, are they going to really erase Spider-Man now? And this is going to, now he's going to end up in his own shitty universe with fucking bad fucking characters with, with all the Sony garbage. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not, it's not that I'm worried about Spider-Man. It's that I know they're going to keep fucking making the movies. It's the problem is I'm like, are they going to remove him from the context in which he is really working very well? Yeah. Also, Tom Holland is working with Jared Leto in every movie. You're like, (laughs) I know really. (sighs) Yeah. Um, and uh, it is uh, – so I'm very glad to hear this. And I'm glad they're going to do another trilogy because I am excited. We talked about this in a previous episode that I was listening to some kids at a movie theater complain about seeing Spider-Man only as a kid. Yeah. We're going to get to see him grow up. Yeah, he's going to be – I imagine the next trilogy will be college. He'll be in college. He'll probably make it through all of college in the next trilogy. Yeah. yeah. We can maybe turn into the Peter Parker who I like the best, which is uh, early 20s Peter Parker living on his own, having money problems. So yeah. Exactly, yeah. his house burns down for no re- for no reason connected to Spider Man, just nope. because he has bad luck. Yep, those were the best days. Was when he he just had a mattress on the floor in an apartment in Soho that it's not quite clear how he could afford that. But I guess right. in the eighties, maybe Soho rent was cheaper than I'm thinking. It was. It was much cheaper. Yeah, that's that's actually how it became the Soho that you, that is yeah. there today. So maybe they could do Death of Gene DeWolf. I mean, there's like a Spider-Man lot of story. There's like a lot of opportunities, you know. I mean, like I would like to see a lot of good stuff. Um, so who who knows what they can do when they have six Spider Mans? They're not, they're, not, they're not keep on rebooting it. Yeah, because Spider Man is one of the characters I think who really benefits the best, the most from long form storytelling because his story is soap opera. Yes, I agree. and so I think that will be very very good. I agree. You know, it's interesting. I realized this the other day that No Way Home comes out this month, right? And next year is the 20th anniversary of the first Spider-Man movie, which means we'll have gotten eight Spider-Man movies in 20 years. Wow. Eight Spider-Man movies, three (laughs) Spider-Mans. Three Spider-Mans. And that's not including his appearances in in like Captain America and Avengers. So Yeah. That's pretty – that's something else. Guys showing up more than one movie every other year. That's something else. He's pretty – he's got more movies than Batman now. Yeah. That's pretty wild. I think he does. Does he? Three? No, it's I guess hard not. To, no, Batman has got a lot of movies. I mean, Batman's been in the game. He's got the, original, the, the four, right? The 90s yeah. four. Then he has the seven, the, the three for Nolan. Then he has two with a Snyder. Yep. And then you and got then if, if you're counting 66. And then also if you're counting um, Mask of the yeah. Phantasm, which was yeah, a that was theatrical, theatrical release. 
I saw it in the theaters myself on Christmas and Day. Also, if you're counting the original Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, he does pop up in that too. That's right. Yeah, he's all over the place. And he's going to be in Flash. He's going to be he's going to be multiple of him in Flash. So yes, multiple. Much like how there's multiple Spider Mans in Spider Man. Well, maybe yeah. we don't know that for sure yet. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, who could say? I got my Spider Man tickets for the first night because I'm deeply concerned about spoilers for this movie. Yeah, did we talk about this on the other show? I don't. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm really concerned about spoilers for this movie because I think there's going to be like a lot of fun, cute, not like not like story spoilers because you can't. I don't think you can spoil the stories of these movies. Yeah, Um, but like fun little things that pop up and like little cameos and like post credit stuff. I'm afraid they're going to spoil it. Yeah, I'm afraid that like 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 if Miles Morales shows up or something like that, I think it might be too much to ask the internet to keep their fucking mouth shut. I actually think that it might be too much to ask the internet to keep his mouth mouth shut after the premiere. Oh, that, that's more what I'm afraid of, to be honest with you. Well, you know, they invite, like, TikTok guys now. Yeah. And these TikTok yeah. guys are like, hey, guess what I just saw? Here's everything. And also, I filmed I filmed it while I was in the fucking room. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Very upsetting, frankly. It is. It is. Although, I will say, I saw eternal spoilers from people who have been in the business for quite a while, and I was very shocked. Well, there's this real problem with some of these fucking clowns who uh, are friends of mine um, is that when a thing gets out enough, they go, oh, I guess we can talk about it now. But that isn't actually how it works. And even though it may feel like that because everybody else is talking about it, there might be one person who has not yet found this out, you know. Yeah. And you should keep your fucking mouth shut. Although I think we spoil stuff on this podcast. so Maybe I should not be speaking about this. I I think we're usually pretty good at saying like, hey, we're about to talk about something, but – Try. I don't know. I don't know. I try. Yeah. I That's pretty big news, though. Not spoiler phobic myself. I'm not spoiler phobic. I just don't want the little moments. That's what I don't want. Yeah. I don't want the little surprises. I don't want the little cameos. Spoiled. Yeah. This, everything else, whatever. I don't care. You don't. Like, you don't the, want the Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man. Yeah, that's spoiled. the one part yeah. I don't want spoiled. You know, um, yeah. or or I don't want like the little winking nods in the movie itself spoiled. I want to discover those. I want to have the experience of discovering those little things because I'm a I'm a doofus and I want to have my doofus experience. Yeah, you you know what the, the, the scene when they're all in a cemetery and they find Stanley's grave and all three Spider Man just drop to their knees and cry. You don't <laughs> want that spoiled for you. Stanley's grave, and all of a sudden, Steve Ditko shows up and pees Steve on Ditko it. Shows up, just, the ghost of Steve Ditko pees on it. The camera pans up and it says, "For Steve." <laughs> uh, and Spider Man you know, goes, "I guess Atlas didn't just shrug." No, a bit of a side story thought process. Steve Ditko's family has been putting pictures of him up on like social media, and it mm-hmm. makes me very uncomfortable. Why? Because he was a very private man who didn't want his picture going around like he didn't like that idea and yes he's dead he whatever but like i don't know just maybe don't put up pictures of him at like his nephew's birthday party is my feeling on it respect the guy's wishes it's interesting i you know you're not wrong but he is dead and i do think that it's up to his family to decide what they want to do with this stuff that they own now which is photos of their grandfather or whatever yeah um, they're probably trying to figure out a way to exploit it for money, frankly. I would imagine so, yeah. Right? I mean, that's probably got to be the thing. Yeah. But, I imagine uh, he, did not, he probably did not have much money. Yeah, I can't, it's hard to imagine that he really got everybody really – I mean, like, definitely not as much money as the corporations that used his work no, to make no. billions of dollars every year no. ahead. 
and and from from what I've read, he refused to go after Marvel for money for like Spider Man and, and Doctor Strange and stuff. Yeah, which is I would have been all over it myself. <laughs> okay, it's mine. Give me my money. But that's not his style. So good for him. I guess I don't know. Boy, stuck, oh he stuck by what he believed. Yeah, so, even though what he believed sucked. Yeah, yeah. Not the best. <laughs> Objectivist, not not great. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not always that, 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 that Spider Man panel that always makes me a little uncomfortable. Where Spider Man's like, in my teen years, I got into Anne Rand, and then I realized how bad of an idea that was, or whatever he says. And it's like, <laughs> that's kind of a ticket did go. That's kind of rough. <sighs> uh, that's big news, though, that uh, there's three more Spider Man movies, and they're going to have Tom Holland, and they're going to be in the MCU. That's really, really big news. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. I imagine that means. We'll see more of Zendaya as well, and and uh, the guy who plays Ned. I hope that in this movie, when they open up the portals between worlds, that they also bring in Michi. Oh yes, yeah. So we can or, have multiple Zendayas as well. What's her name from Dune? <laughs> well, Johnny, uh, but Johnny. Michi is the one that is. Remember, remember that but they video did the same guys- poster for. But they did the same poster for Dune. They did. Where Zendaya is whatever. What Johnny. was it? Johnny. And it's like, what? Like, come on, really? They had to know. They had to do that on purpose, hoping the dude would make another song. Zendaya right? is Michi. Uh, I had been off social media for a minute when that got popular, and I came back, and I was like, this feels to me like alien language. Zendaya yes. is Michi. I was like, what does this mean? And people kept saying it, and I was like, this is like an alien language. I cannot, I cannot <laughs> understand. Find out that like invasion of, of the pod people has happened. Well, We've I was all like, been is, taken over. I was like, is Michi some kind of weird ass new young people slang? Like, you know, like, is that like what the fuck happened? And then I finally saw the video, and I was like, oh, I get it. This is very funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the world did uh, not change that much. Name. I forgot the guy's name who did it, but it's a very funny video. But, uh, well, that's yeah. good news. That's good. That's a good. That's a. You know, we've had really slow news lately, but this is a pretty good news uh, dump. I would say. I agree. I agree, yeah. and that's all the news that's uh, fit to print. We got trivia, right? We got trivia. You ready? Yeah. Gonna start you with a tough one. Which of the Infinity Stones is orange? Uh, the soul. Wow. Okay. I guess it wasn't that tough. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was tough. I was like, I don't know. They're all they all do the same thing in the movie. Who knows well, what color? I was I know they're from the comics, so I was hoping that they that the colors aligned with the movies because it's not okay. from the comics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's an easy one. Who played Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy? Karen Gillan. Yeah, it was just her birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Karen Gillan. Listener, longtime listener, Karen Gillan. Uh, which MCU film is the shortest of this of the Marvel movies at just 112 minutes long? Do you want huh. the four choices on this one? Yeah, what are the four choices? Ant Man and the Wasp, Captain okay. America: Civil War, uh-huh. Doctor Strange, Thor: uh-huh. The Dark World. It's either Thor or Ant Man. I'm gonna say Thor. I think they really fucking cut that one down to size. You would be correct, Thor. Yeah. They brutalized that movie. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying there was a better version of it, but they brutalized Why it. Y'all brutalizing me. <laughs> they really did brutalize it. They wanted to get under two hours because they wanted to get maximized showings in the first weekend. Yeah, because they they knew they had a stinker on their hands. So yeah, they were right. They were right. They were right. 
Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, you got that's all three good. of them. I got all three of them. You give me. All right. Yeah. You ready to talk about the latest episode of the MCU television program, Hawkeye? Hockier. Yes. Hockier. Let's 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 do it. Hawkeye, season one, episode three, Echoes. We open with a, another flashback like we had in the first episode. Yeah. And this, we're going to get the background, the origin story of Echo, who's our new uh, villain in this episode yeah. show. And yeah. uh, we get uh, some interesting stuff in here. I would say the most interesting thing in this episode, I mean, I, I think, I think this is probably, I think, what most people are talking about. Um is uh, that her dad is the guy from Reservoir Dogs. Reservation Dogs, I mean. <laughs> her dad is the sheriff. He's the sheriff from Reservation yeah. Dogs. Yes, a very good show. Very funny show. Really great show. And yeah. I kept on expecting him to be like, uh, now Maya, don't be a shit ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's so good on Reservation Dogs. And I was so happy to see him here. Like yeah. when there's an actor on a show like that, that maybe like is like a, 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 an edge case show that people it, it got a second season, but I'm not sure how many people are actually watching it. Yeah, when I see them popping up elsewhere, that makes me very happy because that means they're getting seen and they're getting paid, and that makes me yeah. very happy. I want him to get paid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm very sad that him playing that part means he's not going to be around long. Yeah, but there's going to be an Echo TV show, and I wonder if they'll have like flashbacks and stuff. Maybe, maybe. Um, because she's like grown up when he dies. Yes. Yeah. So they could flash back. I, you know, so we, 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 we see her, she's in school and she's deaf and she's the only deaf kid in the school, in the class. And, um, she's really keeping up even though she's deaf and there's not really a lot of accommodation made for her. Very sad, very common. I believe the problem is her dad can't afford to send her to a deaf school, even though he's involved in the tracksuit mafia. Even though he is best friends with the kingpin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I guess the kingpin isn't the kingpin yet, right? I, I guess in 2007, maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Or, I mean, I, I'm not even sure he is now. It, it's questionable. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I, I mean, get there. March will leave it a little unclear. Well, we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. She also takes karate. Um, yes. And it turns out that she also only has one leg. She has a. Uh, she has Which a I did not know that, that the actress only had one leg, that she yeah. had a, a prosthetic leg. I was very yeah. surprised when, I, when they revealed that in the episode. I was like, Oh, I, the character does have a prosthetic leg, right? In the comics. Yeah, I don't think that she does, but now I wonder if she will. I, I yeah. always wonder how these things impact the comics because then people will pick up the comic and go, wait, doesn't she have a prosthetic leg? How could Marvel erase that? I don't think she's deaf in the comics anymore. She's not deaf in the comics anymore? They'll deaf. They'll, she, they'll has, she has the Phoenix Force now. Oh, she definitely is not deaf in the case. Well, they'll bring her back. They'll, they'll bring her back to like. Um, Square one at some point. She won't keep yeah. the Phoenix Force. Yeah. Um, they'll bring her back to square one and she'll be deaf again because they always do that. They always bring them back to square one. That is also um, my least favorite thing in comic books is when they do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Where it's like, like, no, she's got the Phoenix Force. Why not? And it's like, how about 
give the Phoenix Force a rest. How about that? Yeah, they've been they really have used the Phoenix Force a lot the last few years. It's been pretty yeah. prominent, frankly. Um, and when it's just jumping on like random characters like that, and it's like like she's a street level hero, and you know, let it go a little bit. Like let leave her there, I think. You know, do you let know her where this that. do you know where this started? In Was the, it the very Captain Universe stuff? Exactly. In the very excellent yeah. storyline when Spider-Man became Captain Universe. And then yes. they started throwing Captain Universe around everybody because it's like fun to throw a character into that who and should it, not be at that level. It's fun to do it, it for a minute. It was great because I mean Spider-Man has always had that line between street level and hero, superhero, right? He was always like the mid guy between those two worlds. Right. And when he got the Captain Universe power, it was in the middle of Acts of Vengeance where all the villains were attacking different villain, like heroes to mess with them. And so he was fighting villains that he never fought before and were way outside of his power set. But now he had the the right. Captain Universe power. So he was more powerful than anyone. And it was hilarious and fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was a, it was a, it was a good it was a good story. I mean, I haven't read the Echoes as as Phoenix story, so maybe it's good. Yeah, I mean it might be great, but a I haven't lot read of, either. But I, I a lot of great stories. Yeah. A lot of great stories seem stupid. Yes, that's true. I will say it's interesting. I will say I'll say it's interesting that this this character is Native American, and this actress has a prosthetic leg. And I'm probably I don't know if we get roasted for this or not, but I would say the most prominent Native American character in Marvel comics is Forge, and he also has a prosthetic leg. I didn't even think about that. I mean, like that's obviously not on purpose, but it's an interesting little connection. I would also say Echo is probably the most prominent these days. Like I don't know the last time Forge did anything. Oh, he's such a great character. I wish they he's a great him. character. Oh, I love Forge. I but love like Forge. he he was a Chris Claremont eighties character. Like yeah. I don't think yeah. I don't think he's had much to do since like nineteen eighty seven. Like um, since that issue where him and, and Storm were hanging out for the whole issue and they were just talking, which is a great issue. But um so uh Maya's really good at karate. She's excellent at karate. Um, and then we jump forward. Uh, she's she she at karate. Her dad t- take her to karate, but he can't pick her up. And her uncle picks her up, and the uncle is kept out of frame. And I said, we see a big hand on her shoulder, and we hear what I swear to God is Vincent D'Onofrio chuckling. I'm pretty positive it was Vincent D'Onofrio chuckling. If it wasn't, it's real close. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Is this going to be Mephisto part two? I don't think so because they already uh, accidentally revealed. This stuff did, did they? Yeah, yeah. Where? Uh, I think it was one of the producers said somebody asked about uh, uh, Kingpin in an interview, and they're like, "You'll see an episode. For- we'll discuss that later." <laughs> so, so, like, so the yeah. you know, it it really seems like it's Kingpin, right? Because then she we we have her a couple of years later, and um, during the during the blip. And she is going to the tracksuit mafia hangout, and it's at a place called the Fat Man's Garage. Yeah, which is just like mean, they really, they really fucking show that. Yeah, it's definitely Kingpin. Like whether or not they'll ever come out and say that's Kingpin, it's definitely Kingpin. Is what they're trying to infer. Well, you know, he'll show up. There's no way he won't show up. They, yeah. they spent half this episode talking about this other person at the top. I mean, he'll show yes. up. Yeah. Um. The question is, is it going to be D'Onofrio? Yes. And then the question becomes from there, if it's D'Onofrio, is this sort of like when um, Judy Dent showed up in uh, Casino Royale? It's the same actress playing the same character, but it's not the same character. Okay, yeah. Or is this going to be, oh, well, actually, I mean, there's, these there's Netflix. There's a multiverse of madness out there. That is the case, right? But is, that's yeah. the thing. So is it going to be that, oh, those those stories existed in their own universe, but in this universe, it's different. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and, and uh, one of the reasons why I say is the kingpin even the kingpin yet is because we see um, her showing up while Ronan is like cutting the tracksuit mafia apart. I want to actually pause here for a second. Sure. Why is her dad in the tracksuit mafia? It's obviously uh, an know. ethnic gang. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Are they the tracksuit mafia at that time? I mean, they're all in tracksuits. Her dad's in a tracksuit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And Roman knew them from the blip time. I feel like tracksuit mafia was like a nickname they had in the comics and not like their official gang designation. I don't think that, yeah, like in this, he says like they were a low level thing, but during the blip, they got more powerful. So, and they are, I guess, called the tracksuit mafia at the end of the day, where I believe in the comic, they were just a bunch of like hoodlums that hung out in the neighborhood, weren't they? They weren't really a mafia. They weren't like running anything. They were just low level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my understanding. Although I, you know what? I haven't read this storyline in a million fucking years. Yeah. It came out in 2012. So forgive us. Uh, we should, I should have, no, we don't forgive us because we should have read this, uh, before we, um, Look, did this fucking show. Read, man. <laughs> <laughs> but so first of all, why is her dad in, um, why is her dad in the tracksuit mafia, which does seem very deeply much to be an ethnic gang. Right? I, I could see it being a thing where they are a Eastern European gang. And then Wilson Fisk takes them over and he puts the, his guy in charge of them. Right. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, now I, what I do like is how this whole thing sets up the duality of, Clint's effect on people where in the first episode we see him as a role model to Kate. And here we see his action, his actions are a role model to Kate and here his actions create a super villain, so to speak. I think it's very interesting. Um, Yes. I, that is, that is actually a very good point. That's a very good thematic point. But before we get there, um, the other thing I want to say about Kingpin and about this stuff is that if he's running the tracksuit mafia and Ronan wiped them out, but also Ronan, we, we have heard this a number of times in these three episodes that Ronan in his time was like really fucking up New York City's underworld. Yeah. My take on this is that the Kingpin is not the Kingpin yet, but that he is using the chaos caused by Ronan and okay. then the returning people. There's a vacuum. There's a vacuum and now he will become the Kingpin yeah. as this story yeah. goes on. Like this is not a situation like where somebody's going to go, oh, Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin. I think that will, you know what I mean? Like I think that yeah. this is going to be an intro of the Kingpin storyline. Yeah. At the end of Echo season one, he becomes the Kingpin. I mean, he might be called the Kingpin, uh, you know, by the end of this season. Because I'm like 99% sure he'll be in it. I mean, we're halfway through. You, they got to get moving. It's moving. It's the case. I think it's moving. No, I think it's I moving. Mean, but think if, if, if they also are going to be like, now he takes over all crime in, in New York, they got to move that. They got to get on that. Um, but uh, so we, yeah, we see her seeing Ronan kill everybody. Uh, I, interestingly, we don't, we don't see her seeing Ronan kill her dad. No, no. So they leave that open. They leave that open because in the comics, in the comics, um, the Kingpin, tells Echo that Daredevil killed her dad. Yes. But he actually killed her dad. But he killed her dad. But so now yeah. I'm wondering how that's being repurposed here in this story. And in the comics, she's the first Ronin. Yes. So she takes that identity before Clint does. Um, so uh, we then cut to the modern day and uh, Clint and Kate are uh, captured and they're captured. They're captured. It turns out it's a KB toys. Yes. I, I was very excited by that. 
big reveal in this episode. They're in a KB Toys, it turns out. Yeah. I, I, um, I imagine they didn't have to pay for that, right? Because there is no KB Toys anymore, so you can just use it? Uh, didn't the same company own KB and Marvel? Did they? I don't know. I, don't I know. feel like they did. I mean, I don't want to do middle-aged men Googling, but I feel like there was a connection uh, between know, those two companies. I know they owned a toy company. I, I thought it was just making They owned Toy Biz. Yeah. But I feel like it was like the same. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, it, it, it maybe they don't have to pay. Maybe they do have to pay. Maybe it's a reasonable amount of money. It was fun, I thought, to see. Yes, it was. I, I like that a lot. I thought it was fun. And it sets up a nice fight uh, to have this abandoned toy store. Uh, even though if I were to put on my like, um, actually glasses, I'd be like, um, actually, why is there an entire ball pit still in there? <laughs> but uh, whatever. It's well, fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I did not mind it. it. It reminded me very much of like a 60s Batman kind of thing. And I did not have yeah, a problem with yeah, that. Yeah, very, all. very much. Um, yeah. they, are, they are tied up on um, mechanical little horsies. Yes. And they have spent all night getting riding the mechanical horsies, and they are very, very unhappy. Um, and Hawkeye uh, is uh, not really paying a lot of attention because he is uh, trying to figure out how he's going to salvage this shit that Kate fucked up because yes. he had it under control. And he tells Kate, like, well, he, he did because he was a catch and release. He knew he was going to get captured. That was yeah. the whole plan. And the whole plan yeah. was to get her name out of their mouths, to make yeah. them convinced that she's not Ronan. But when she falls through the, the skylight in a costume, they're no longer not convinced that she's not Ronan, right? So yeah. uh, that's really fucked things up in a big way, and he's got to really deal with it. And um, Echo comes in, and she has you know who uh, she's got with her. Yeah, she has a character named Clown with her. The forgotten Stark brother. Is he a Stark brother in the comics now? No, I was talking about uh, House Stark from Game of Thrones because oh, he, he looks right. like one of them. He looks just like Rob Stark. He really he does. does. <laughs> he got like big Jon Snow energy. Yeah, it really yeah. is crazy like, how much like, he has To the that. point that I looked it up, I was like, was he one of the Stark brothers? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, his name is Kazi, and he's a character from the Matt Fraction run called Clown. Yeah. And I don't think he'll probably end up the same because like in the Matt Fraction run, his clown makeup is like uh, like a French Harlequin clown makeup, like a mind yeah. makeup. So, I mean, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, some website with these shows, who knows? Some website was like, he's Marvel's Joker. And I'm like, no, he is not. No, that's <laughs> Madcap. Yeah, that is Madcap. Uh, he is not Marvel's Joker. So she comes in and she tries to um, grill them. And Hawkeye does give her a little bit of ASL. And she, she asks, she sees the hearing aid and she's like, are you deaf? And he's like, no, I'm not deaf. I'm hard of hearing. And he tries to get a little ASL, but he can't really do it. Um, and uh, he is able to say to her, though, that um, Kate is not Ronan. And he yeah. knows that because Ronan's dead. And yeah. then he knows that Ronan's dead because he knew Ronan and he was there when Ronan died. And then he says Ronan was Black Widow. And um, everybody's well, like, Ronan was killed by Black Widow. Oh, I'm sorry, one was killed by Black Widow, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and so everybody's like, give me a fucking break. Like, come on. The dead guy was killed by a dead person? Come on. Very convenient. Um, although he means that metaphorically, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. He does mean that metaphorically because he Black also Widow sacrificed. Yeah, she sacrificed herself to – so he would stop doing that. Yeah. And he also skips over the most obvious point of why she's not Ronan. Well, he says she's nine. Well, he says that, but literally she would have been 16 when Ronan started running around. Right. 
But he says he says he says she's nine. I mean, like, I I do think this is a thing that I actually don't mind. And I think that um, in a world where Spider-Man is 16, I kind of don't mind. Not that these characters know that Spider-Man is 16. No, no, they do. They do. I looked it up because I I was wondering. I was thinking about that today. And I was like, I wonder, like, it's like, where does this take place in everything? And this takes place after Far From Home. Okay, so they know Spider-Man is 16 then. Yes, this because Spider Far From Home is the summer 2024, and this is or winter. summer 2025, and this is winter 2025. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, like that's the answer. I mean, like these characters don't take age into account anymore because they're revealing that Spider Man is actually a kid. Although, actually, yeah. they may frankly, all forget. They may all forget. I mean, that's a yeah. very strong possibility. We don't actually know how that's all going to work out. Yeah. yeah, but as of right now, as um, far as we know at this moment. They would all know. He's a, he's <laughs> probably, as, probably as far as the writers of the show knew, frankly. I wouldn't be surprised if since this is all under uh, Kevin Feige's purview, if he makes sure that they have information they need for that kind of stuff. No, because I don't think anybody would need that information. The, 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 the writers, first of all, are just not worrying about it. But second of all, they might be in the room just telling themselves, well, they know he's six, Spider-Man 16, so they could believe that Kate could have done it when she was 16. But but I, I'm like I wouldn't be surprised if in like – pre-production stuff they're like oh you know we'll put you know when he's reading the paper it'll be a thing with like peter parker's face on it, and kevin would be like nah, nah, nah. i think they might that. not be able to do that oh no because it might be Sony? i think it might be a separate contract yeah i think that okay. that's not okay. gonna happen um and she uh uh echo kind of loses her fucking mind and uh starts attacking kate and because uh, she thinks that kate killed her dad and Kazi gets in the middle and pulls her away. And um, this is when Clint uh, gets he gets loose. Yes, he has he has been he's been wearing down the duct tape on his hands the whole time. Well, well he's duct taped to the front, and then they cut him so he can do sign language, and then they tie right. him up. But this time with his hands behind his back, and the back of the horse that he's on is has all like messed raggedy. up. So he, yeah, he rips out. I like that he tells Kate he's he's like when I give you the signal, be ready to go. And then he just rips out, and she's like, "How'd you do that?" <laughs> I really appreciated that. that it's really fun. fun. It's really yeah. fun. And then we begin here a really fun action scene. Like a really, like, I was thinking watching this that I feel like a lot of your complaints about the action scenes in the first two episodes were very much answered here. Yes. I, the, the action in this episode is amazing. It's fantastic. Different, di- different directors. And I okay. wonder how much that has to do with it. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, uh, much more kinetic, much more, it felt fast it felt like an action scene to me it really worked well it felt like an action scene and um it felt fun yes like it was a lot of stuff that i would go ha, 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 that's like that's, that's awesome like a lot of like yeah, that's when, awesome when, stuff when he's running on top of the the shelving units and they're and they're falling behind him and hitting the guys that's fun yeah. until he jumps off of it and lands through a shelf and crashes and it breaks apart as like on his face that looked horribly painful to me it was still fun. Like it was a fun land. Like it was a fun, like kinetic thing. Like yes, it wasn't yeah. played for like pain. It wasn't played for like Hawkeye is now no, he seems completely fine. <laughs> right, he's totally cool with it. And yeah. he gets to do some badass arrow stuff here too. He shoots a guy right in the throat with an arrow. <laughs> pretty wild. Like he kills a couple of those guys during this fight for sure. So I he he might. And I do wish that they had done a thing like where we had seen like a little jolt of electricity or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just so but we can say, oh, like, like, there's no doubting that he's a killer. Yeah, he's a killer. I guess that is a good point. It yeah. is funny because later on, I have an issue with killing, but we'll get there. 
Um, but uh, he does a great bit, like where he um, he he breaks Kate free with an arrow that like sli- yeah, slices that the guy's awesome. ear open and it, just, it, it, yeah. it, it opens up her duct tape. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. It's really really good. He pins Echo to the wall with two arrows that he knocks at once. I thought that was fucking terrific. Yeah, that was cool. And and also, so we don't forget, is the Echo hits him and knocks and destroys his uh, hearing aid, so he goes deaf. Right, destroys hearing aid. But then like so, him and Kate are running around and they're really kicking a lot of ass, and it's really really fun. It's really really good. And um, they end up escaping. Yeah. And they end up uh, stealing a car. And Clint doesn't want to steal this uh, 72 Challenger because he doesn't want to break the window on it. He respects the yes. car too much to want to break yes. the window. Yeah. Like um, and they had this really good chase scene where they're in this uh, car chase. Well, and before we start the chase scene, I could not help but think about this is the car that they take, Clint smashes the window and then he hot wires it. And he, and he ends up having to drive, even though he wanted her to drive, Kate to drive. He sits, there's glass all over the seat when he sits. And all I can think is like this whole sequence, he's just got glass ripping into his ass the entire time. That's all I could think about. <laughs> like, uh, that's got to be uncomfortable. I believe it's safety glass, so I don't think it would be ripping into him. I don't know. It seems like it would still be very uncomfortable. I mean, it probably is very uncomfortable. They are in a chase for their lives, though. Yes. Uh, yeah. he's, probably, he's probably been in more uncomfortable situations, frankly. Uh, Budapest. Budapest. Uh, so the chase scene is great. And um, I think they use like a lot of good like mixture of New York locations and what is obviously Atlanta locations. I think they do a nice job of that. I think that they have a lot of fun with Kate um, going through Hawkeye's quiver and trying to figure out which arrows that, that she can use. Yes. And because Hawkeye is now pretty much fully deaf, she can't actually communicate with him in the process. So it's another yeah. good wrinkle in it. Yeah. Well, what's fun too is because this is the – chase sequence that they showed on Disney plus day. Right. On Disney plus day, they cut it right before it gets real crazy. And I appreciated that, that they did not show the crazy stuff that comes with like the, the arrows. And I was really excited by that. Yeah, I agree. I'm, you know, I watching it, I was like, Oh, it's too bad. We already saw this. Cause this is a fun yeah. chase, but like, but then all of a sudden there's like purple goo arrow. And I was like, yes. Oh, all right. That fucking rules. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. Purple goo arrow. Um, and yeah, she's got a couple different trick arrows. There's a good, there's a good joke where he won't let her use certain arrows cause they're too dangerous. Yeah. He pulls and, four arrows, arrows out. Yeah. And one of the arrows that she hits blows up a car and she goes, there are four arrows more dangerous than this one. Yeah, she murders those guys. She kills them. Yeah. I mean, I guess he not murder because it's, she's not murdered. It's self-defense. It's, yeah, it's, it, but she kills yeah. them. And I, this is something as I get older, I get more and more upset with of like characters who have never been in the heat of battle, killing people and having no reaction to it. Just being like, Hey, okay. It's like, I feel like you'd have a moment where you'd be like, Oh, I just killed those people. But I don't know. You get your phone on again. I can't figure out how to turn it off. Put it in the other room. I should. Oh my God. You I literally have not been, I tried like an hour. Is your sound, is your sound down? The sound is down. Yes. What, what kind of phone do you have? I got a Samsung uh, Z3 flip. If somebody knows how to tell Derek to turn how to turn off the sounds on his phone so that we can record a podcast without his I'm phone. I'm too old for this phone. There you oh, go. no. You just turned it off? Yeah, I think so. Just straight turned it off. Okay, that's we'll see, that Because I have not actually been able to figure out how to even turn it off. So, <laughs> so we'll see. So Grandpa's review yeah. of Hawkeye. It's a great phone. You flip it. The screen is the whole thing, but you can flip it. It's great. I love it. Uh, oh, so it's like one of those like foldable screens? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very. That cool. feels that feels very science fiction. It does. That's why I was yeah. excited to get it. Um, <laughs> you know, so here's the thing. Two things. One, I don't mind that. 
um, the character killing people because I think it's about the tone of the stuff. And I think the tone of this is, um, is right. Like, I don't think that she's like committing murder. And so I don't think she has to have a dark night of the soul about it. I, th- I think I'm okay with that tonally. I am curious though. The show is engaging with the tonal aspects of his Ronin days. Yes. And I do wonder how that's going to move forward and how that's all. I think currently they're juggling it really well. Yeah. They're not just writing off the Ronin stuff and going, oh boy, I guess that happened. Like they're really, they're, it is a thing they're dealing with. And yes. I am curious how they're going to merge these two tones as the show gets to an end. Because they're going to have to merge the two tones. Because even in, in the fight in the KB Toys, he is shooting people to arrows and killing them. She is doing moves to knock them out. And uh, watching it, I was like, this is interesting that she she's actively not killing. Like they're they're making it clear she's actively not killing. And then she just kills. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, that's too bad. Because I was really excited at the idea that we finally might have a Marvel character who isn't cool with murder. Well, Spider-Man isn't. That's the whole premise of the new Spider-Man. Spider-Man but- kills people, kills in Infinity War. Or in the really? Endgame. He, he kills a, all the aliens and stuff. Those are aliens. He goes, he goes killer mode. Or whatever they it's called. They're, they're aliens. They don't count. Um, yeah. We all know this. Aliens don't count. But um, I will say this about Hawkeye shooting guys in the um, in the KB. Here's headcanon for you. And this is headcanon only. This is not – there's nothing in the show to back this up. If Hawkeye is so good with a bow and arrow, the stuff that he's able to do, is it not reasonable that he knows where to shoot a guy and not kill him? Sure. But my problem is not him killing. He's he's I'm just saying like in terms of like within the tonal aspect of the whole show. Like yeah. I think him running around killing people with her in tow is still tonally weird. Do you know what I, I guess, mean? I guess I I think it's less weird because that is just who he is and and that's part of what the story is is that he is a killer. They, like they're not hiding that in the story in any way. Right. So I I don't well, have yeah, an issue with that. That is one of the premises of the show, and I do hope that – and I know that – I feel like that will be addressed more, again, as they pull these two tones together. But I do – you know, I feel like – I feel like – I feel like action movie language is that you can blow up a car and the guys inside did not die. Do you know what I mean? Like I am The car explodes. It flips like 10 times. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it's action dead. movie – logic and i do feel like we're gonna see some of these guys show up next episode like with like casts on maybe maybe do you know i mean like i I really think that might be the case because that is part of it too where like in the second episode or which maybe it's the first episode i can't remember which episode no it's the second episode where they he throws the molotov back at the guys and we see guys get caught on fire and then they're out and one dude's like bro you are on fire bro and it you know so there was like cartoonish violence before but in here, I mean, he literally he shoots a guy right in the throat with with an arrow. I just don't know yeah. how you can do that and not murder. Yeah, I mean, maybe it depends on what kind of arrow it is. Um, that's the other piece of it. But again, there's like a lot of head cannon to work around with. But I, I for the exploding car, I'm going to say that I think that action movie standards means that a character who's in an exploding car may or may not be dead. They are basically Schrodinger's character and they could, and and you can either show a shot of them crawling out of the wreckage and rubbing their head, or you they can show up in the next episode with bandages and casts. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Um, so I would not a hundred percent say that she's not, that she's killing people. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and there's an argument that she did not know that that's what the arrow did. She doesn't know what right. she has no idea. Doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and these are also guys trying to kill her. So I think also that's another piece of it. Yes. I, I, yeah. I, you know, uh, I think tonally, I think it works though within the, 
within the feel of the show. But the chase takes them on the, I think it was the Manhattan bridge and um, they are. Well, I want to discuss traffic the arrows before that. Which ones? The acid arrows that they use to take out the traffic lights. Yes. Why not hit the cars with us? Yeah, I don't there really are know two cars chasing them, and he's like, "Hit the traffic lights!" He's like, no, you have two acid arrows. Hit each car, like in the engine with the with the acid arrow. That's yeah. it. Yeah, the reason why Wouldn't is that take care of the problem because it's a fun comic booky idea. I think is why I gotta get to the big chase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why it's the I same mean, reason why no police show up. It's, this is the chase. Yeah, right. Well, the chase is pretty fast, so I think that yeah. actually maybe the. Yeah. Have a chance I, to get I want to be very clear. I watched this episode three times, so. Oh, you watched it. I really love this episode. I watched it three times. So there yes, so there are many things about it that I'm like on the third time I was like, I've seen this enough to wonder about this. So I'm being a little nitpicky with, with the acid arrows. So they get to the bridge, and probably the best part of the episode happens here, which is that he gives her just a regular old arrow. Disagree, huh? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, I think he, the best part happens later. Oh, okay. Uh he gives her a regular old arrow, and she's like, this is a regular arrow. And he's like, shoot it up in the air and try to bring it down on top of their car. And she's like, okay, whatever. And she does it. And then he pulls out an arrow with a giant fucking pim head on it. That was awesome. That was fantastic. It's so awesome. And then he hits – what's awesome, it's awesome on a couple of levels. It's awesome like in an MCU way because it's yeah. like so fun to see that in there. Yeah. But what's awesome also is that she's being an expert archer and then he's also being an expert archer and it requires both of them to be expert archers in the moment and just to be yes. so fucking cool because when he when the arrow hits her arrow, her arrow becomes gigantic and <laughs> just wrecks the car. Yeah, it drives and it, to the back of the truck and directly like cemented into the bridge. Yeah, it's really fucking fun. It's so much – it's such a fun moment and it's one of those moments where you're like, man – I wish that the people that made the movies did more shit like this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I wish that the people who had done put Hawkeye in the previous Avengers had like figured out ways that he could be really fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I didn't watch Arrow. Did Arrow have as many fun trick arrows? No. On the TV show? No. 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 Arrow, uh, every season of Arrow was him learning that it's wrong to kill. And then the next season he just started murdering people again. And then by the end he was like, it's wrong to kill. I was like, dude. <laughs> How many times you got to learn this lesson? Come on. So now. he he never he never learns the lesson so much that he makes a boxing glove arrow. Then, which is what he does. He, really ha- he does use a boxing glove arrow in one episode. Okay, and and he like he has a couple of trick arrows, but he's never a trick arrow guy. You know, okay. like he has like oh this one shoots out a net. He'll use that like once. He used the boxing glove arrow once, where he put a boxing glove on the arrow and shot it to hit somebody that the, he didn't want to kill. He just wanted to knock them out. You know. And then he learns later, I should not kill anymore. And then he goes back to killing. And then, but to their credit, in one of the later seasons, he admit like he's captured by uh, 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 Prometheus, and Prometheus is like torturing him, and we're like keeping him captive. And finally, like they're talking, and, and finally, uh, Oliver admits he's like he's like I like killing, I enjoy it, I enjoy taking people's lives, and so. That's when they stopped with him feeling bad about it and be like, I'm not going to kill anymore was when he was like, yeah, I like it. I like killing people. Right. And it was an interesting way to go with the character. And then they never really followed up on the idea that he was like, by the way, I'm a sociopath. They just kind of dropped it after that. Well, he's coming back. So maybe they'll pick it up. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's coming back for the arm again and crossover. Oh, I'm very behind. I don't know if I'm going to watch the shows anymore. (laughs) Oh no! They're not as exciting anymore when we have like Loki and this. You know, it's like like these are really filling in the holes for me. 
my my weekly superhero enjoyment. I'll I'll it's, continue watching Legends of Tomorrow, but I don't know about Flash. Flash is getting yeah. Rough. It is funny because with this episode in particular, they have really I mean, Loki too. They've really tra- they've really gone the next level to like really fun superheroic stuff, and with yeah. the budget, which is the difference with the CW shows. They don't have the budget I, on the CW shows. Yes. Yeah. Or I think the interest. I think they're just they're more interested in like the soap opera stuff, which is fine. I got no problem with that. But it's like also let's have some like that's why I like Legends of Tomorrow is Legends of Tomorrow still has a lot of fun with the concepts, you know. Right. I mean they just right. did an episode where they accidentally killed uh, uh J. Edgar Hoover. And so and then like one of them was like, We have a, a spell that'll turn you into J. Edgar Hoover and you're gonna have to spend the next thirty years pretending to be J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. You know? Wait, what what character did that? Uh uh, you, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nick, uh, or Nate Hawthorne steel, us steel. Is, is he like a, he's one of the main characters in the show? Yes. Do you realize that the last 30 years of his life, Jag Hoover did horrible things? Well, he it's okay. Cause get, they, they, well, it's okay. Cause they find out that the Jag Hoover they killed was a robot and it was not oh. the actual Jag Hoover. Oh, so okay. he doesn't have to take over. He only had to do it for like a week. Oh, okay. Or for like a day or two, and then they figured out like, oh, J. Edgar Hoover has robots that go out in his place, so that he never actually is in danger. So it was fun. It's a uh, fun show. Should've... I really do like Legends of Tomorrow quite a lot. Yeah, it's a really fun I, show. They should have killed J. Edgar Hoover though. They should have just gone and killed. Him. And that, that was part of it. Was but it's great because because when they tell him like you're going to have to be J. Edgar Hoover, and he's a historian on the show, and he's like, I can't be J. Edgar Hoover. The things he does. I can't do that. I can't be that person. I can't. I can't do that. That's he's a horrible man. Like they don't hide that Jay or Hoover is a horrible man. Like they straight right. out okay. say it. Like okay. he was a horrible man. And I don't want to do this. So All yeah, right. yeah. Um. So uh, they do that with the arrow. It's so fucking good. It's such a great moment. And then um, Echo shows up. Fantastic. And uh, in the course of her showing up, uh, that charger gets wrecked anyway. And Hawkeye remorsefully yes. notices that even though it's still, it's still got fucking taken and worse than having the window broken effect. Yeah. It yeah. is truly trashed. And, uh, as the bad guys show up, um, Hawkeye and Kate jump off the bridge and he launches an arrow that clings onto the side of the bridge and they swing around. Well, but, but first he has, he has to go get the suction cup arrow that she shot earlier. Oh, that's right. That's and, right. And that is really she, good. All they've got left is the, uh, the USB arrow. From the first Avengers movie. And he's like, hold him off with this. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, and one of the greatest performances by a, by a glorified extra I've ever seen is when she shoots the arrow and the guy standing next to the guy who gets hit by it screams and like, <laughs> like freaks out for a moment. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Well, she's really great too. She really is fun with like, you, this this is the arrow that is, you have no idea what this arrow yes, is going to yeah. do, and uh, it is really 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 fun. And he has to get the suction cup arrow because they needed to suction cup onto the subway car that they swing onto underneath the bridge. And yeah. it is just such a fucking fun. This whole sequence from Hawkeye getting out of the duct tape to this is so fucking fun. It it's is just so fucking fun. I just loved it so much. And I was just so happy watching it. It's a, it, you know, in, in many ways, it's on par with that opening action scene in Falcon and Winter Soldier that really set the bar too high. But I think it set the bar in a way that I think they can, they can meet. Here's where I disagree with that. Because I love that opening that Falcon Winter Soldier scene. But this scene is not just 
also exciting, but it also has a lot of character bits in it that I like. I, I like when, you know, like they purposely keep cutting two shots where when he's spinning the car around and she's like kind of hanging out the side and we keep getting shots of her holding on for like dear life. And like, I love that. Like they keep reminding you, this is her first action scene. You know, this is right. really her first action scene. And when, when she leans in and she's like, it'd be easier if we were going the other way. And he's like, well, it'd be easier if we were going the other way. And she's like, all right, we're communicating. <laughs> like these little bits and pieces that we yeah. get to see little parts of the, of their characters. And no, that, I, it's, I it's definitely really better. Don't get me wrong. I, it's definitely better. But I, what I mean is that when we saw that action sequence in that first episode and it was so fucking big. Yeah. And we were like, oh my God, this show has got a fucking like feature film level action sequence starting off. It's going to be incredible moving forward. And then the rest of the show was like, no, what if we just fought in hallways? Yes. Yeah. The, so this comes in three episodes in. So we're not set up for a big it's, action it's scene. The midway point though. So we got a big midway point action scene. So that really works. But also it yeah. feels like an action scene that they can top or at least meet again because it isn't so over the top. Yes. It isn't so crazy – like in terms of the action that it seems implausible that they're going to be able to afford to do it again. They obviously yeah. blew their whole fucking budget on the wingsuit guys in Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. So. Yeah. Um, they get on the subway. One of my favorite things in the whole world is seeing superheroes in their costumes on the subway. Top, like one of my top favorite things. That's like the best thing about the Sony or the PlayStation Spider-Man game is you can take the train and then it just yeah. cuts to the Spider-Man sitting on the train. Like, yeah. It's like really, that. really fun. Um, yeah. and, uh, they uh, – this is when Hawkeye realizes the dog hasn't been walked all day. They've been out all night. Well, it's a very sweet been, moment Yeah, because cause she's like, oh, the dog. We got to take the dog out. It's been cooped up all day. And he's like, you are one of the best art. And he can't hear her. And he's just like, you it's are one, like – You are really doing it on your end this week. I don't, I don't know why they went off. Ziggy, stop. Uh, but uh, <laughs> You're really doing it this week. I don't, I don't know. know what happened there. But, you know, she says, you know, we got to take the, the dog out. has been cooped up all day. And, and he says, you really are one, like, a, a great archer. And she feels, yeah. she, like, kind of, she smiles. She feels great to hear that from him, of all people. And then she's about to say something. He's like, we got to take that dog out. <laughs> it's been cooped <laughs> up all day. <laughs> yeah. It's really wonderful. I think it's a really smart thing. I think the cheap and normal way to do this is to have Hawkeye just bristle against her the whole time. Yes. That's like because that's like an action a buddy thing that they picked up in the 80s and that people just keep using yeah. is this endless bristling off each other. But yeah. the characters can bounce off each other and still also like each other and also want to be there with each other and it still will work. And this proves yes. it. Yeah. And also and, and there's a moment later on that they do it as well. If he's bristling against her, it's um, annoying. It gets annoying and it also has that thing where like the whole show is just like the main character not wanting to work with the other character. It just gets really irritating after a while. He's never really been super bristly. He's been like not – he's been like a little bit curmudgeonly, but he's never been like I'm not dragging a kid around. Like that kind of shit, which people fucking do all the time in in buddy stuff. But this is a really fucking good buddy dynamic. Um, I mean like next level. This is like Cop Dog where he's like, you're going to team me up with a dog? How dare you? Uh, they go back to the apartment and, uh, there's a phone call that Clint can't hear. And I was like, oh no, they've kidnapped his family. <laughs> like, that's like, that. that's like the beat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's like, there's like, they just had this run in and then all of a sudden that's going to be the next action beat. Like where we have, we move the story forward. Oh, they're going to kidnap I, his family. I would have been very upset with that. That would have, so been, was I. that, that I was, would have been just 
from a not just from like oh what a lame thing to do also that they've set up previously that nobody knows where Clint's family lives or right. that he has a family so I've been like that's fucking dumb but, I mean that's a good way of establishing how badass the kingpin is though I guess yeah that might happen yeah. in this season frankly and that is a good way of establishing that the kingpin is really connected I mean I I, I believe I know how the show how the season's going to end everybody's going to die no, I, I think the end is going to be he brings Kate home for Christmas. Yeah, he's definitely bringing Kate home for Christmas because yeah. her mom's going to be a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, and her mom's going to spend Christmas in jail. So yeah. uh, for I, sure. I think that'll be the end is him introducing her to his family. And, you know, and because as you mentioned last week, she's the new Natasha for him. He, that's, he's kind of yep. seeing that. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, like he might even say, this is your Aunt Kate, like that kind of thing. But they have a moment here where he can't – it's his son on the phone and he can't hear it and he doesn't want to like tell the kid that he can't hear. And then Kate shows up and she writes down everything the kid says and it's such a sweet, wonderful, connective moment and I love it. I love that it comes after the sequence that it comes after. It's in the exact right spot. It really helps fill in the little pieces of this relationship. Like yeah. after those two sequences, after the big action sequence and this, they're now just, they're now just a duo. This, this was my favorite scene of the episode. Yeah. This hit me like I cried. I cried during the scene. I did. Wow. When, when when he's talking to his son and then she holds up the paper and it says, he says, it's okay if you can't come home for Christmas and you can see his heartbreak. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, like that's rough. That is rough. That, that hit me. That's the first time any Marvel stuff has made me cry. So good for you, Hawkeye. You did wow. it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hawkeye did it. Of all you the shows. Me. You broke me. Wow. Yeah. That's a rough moment. Because in this series so far, I think Jeremy Renner has done best when playing father part. Mm-hmm. Like he's good at the action stuff. He's good with her. Like it's all good. But you you can see that he he really likes playing this fatherly role. Mm-hmm. You know, and dealing with these kids. And, and he, in interviews, he talked about how, like, when they came to him with the show, he was like, look, the one thing I have to, if we're going to do this show, I can't miss things in my daughter's life. So we we have to work it around whatever is happening in her life. And they're like, yeah, totally. He's like, I will not miss things in her life. And you, I feel like he was pulling from that. Like, that's how he feels. And the idea of not being there for his daughter on Christmas would break his heart. Right. And he pulls it out here as an actor. And I think it got me. It hit me. It hit me. There you go. That's very sweet. Look at you with emotions. It's so sweet. Boy, oh boy. Well, they have this beautiful scene that makes Derek cry, and it's very lovely. It's very, very nice. And then they go to an audiologist in Chinatown. I'm not really 100% sure why. I don't understand why they didn't go to a reputable doctor. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, I think that you are now being racist to saying that she's not reputable. No, 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 because she says cash only. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's why she's not reputable. Not because she's anything else, but she says cash only, and that's not something a doctor says when they're on the up and up. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't quite get it. I. I. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't. There's not enough reason for um, them not to go to a regular person or for him to call one of his Avenger buddies or, or something have like a, that. a spare hearing aid. Well, he's traveling, so I actually can see why he wouldn't. I would think he. Uh, he feels like the kind of guy that would be prepared. Like maybe. maybe not in his pocket, but he would have it in his suitcase or something. Did he send everything home? No, I think he's got all his bags, doesn't he? He still has all his bags. I think maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe he did. I send don't all his bags home. fully understand the point of the sequence. Um, they wanted to let us know that they got their hearing aid repaired, but like 
I think you could have skipped that and just gone right to the bit in the restaurant because it's a very funny – actually, the bit in the restaurant is actually structured in a way that we're not supposed to know he got the hearing aid repaired. Well, well it, it goes back to what you were saying about the bit when they're at Rogers the Musical. Right. Right. It's the same kind of thing where it, you know, we here we think that he still doesn't have the hearing aid and then he puts it in. And now it's got a little antenna that sticks out of it. But yeah, that uh, I, well, I wonder if that's the whole premise that he got like a – they went to like an underground – doctor who made him a fancy hearing aid with magic special tech powers then you gotta explain that but they might they might when they uses them in a future episode i feel like that's cheating i don't like that well no that's not cheating because they established it that's the thing so i like i would have liked them just to go right to the restaurant and then have the reveal of him putting the hearing aid in i think that would have been great because it's a funny bit that he's like just like not listening to her that she won't that's that's been established in this episode she won't shut up yes yeah um, but by but with them going to the hearing aid doctor, that's established he's getting a new hearing aid. Although you might, and, and the hearing aid doctor says come back in like a half hour or whatever. So you think they go get something to eat right. while they wait? Yeah. But I think the reason, the only reason why we do that is that if he got a souped-up hearing aid, that can do something special. But I feel like if like in two episodes, like by the way, my hearing aid can shoot out lasers because I went no, to. No, I think aid, I think it's my hearing aid can pick up different frequencies. Okay, yeah. But even that, I feel like... No, I think we established that he went to a lady, and we established that she's an underground lady. I think that's the reveal of what came out of that, I think, is um, something else. You know what I mean? So that's... That's my that's my that's my take on it. I, I you know, but uh, they have a good bit here in the in the restaurant where they're having breakfast, and she draws him a new costume, which is just the classic Hawkeye costume, and she's like, yeah. "This is your new branding. You're you're a you know you're a superhero." <laughs> and for it, the first time, they explain the the mask that I've ever heard. <laughs> where he's like, "What what's on the mask?" And she's like, "Wings like a hawk." <laughs> Like, I don't think that was the idea at all. I don't think that was the idea at all. It was just like a cool design. Yeah. Um, uh, they have a conversation here about whether or not he's a role model. It's an interesting conversation. It's a good conversation. It's obviously th- one of the thematic elements of the show, right? Yeah. Um, that, well, and also a conversation because she's like, you know who Ronan was. He was close to you. Right. And that's why you don't want anyone to know about it. And again, he does a great moment here where he just kind of looks away real quick and then like looks back at her and. I like it because yeah, he does know who Ronan is. He's yeah. Ronan. He's well, this is going to be an episode five thing, right? She's going to discover he's Ronan and it's going to shatter her perceptions of him. Yes. That yeah. has to be what it is, right? I mean, then that way in episode six, we can bring it back together. And then as you, I think correctly assumed, he brings her home for Christmas. Yeah. After her mom's in jail and or dead. Yeah. Probably in jail, right? Because Christmas, it's too, it's too wild to kill her mom by Christmas. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they'll kill the mom. I don't think so. They could kill the swordsman, but they can't kill the mom, I think. I don't think they'll kill the swordsman either. I hope they don't. I, I really – right now at this moment, I'm really hoping there's a season two. <laughs> that's like – that's my thought yeah. process. Yeah, this. I'm really enjoying it too. Um, So they have this good conversation about whether or not he's a role model and she talks about why he is a role model because – I mean she doesn't tell the story. She hasn't told him the story of – no, the first Avengers, right? She, he doesn't know that she saw this. No, um, but she just says like, "You came and you helped this girl that you don't know, and she was in trouble, and you were just here to do it." And um, and nope, you did not turn that phone off. Nope, stop it. What the fuck was that? That was my ringer. Who's calling you? My buddy Todd. Hey Todd, Todd. He listens. Hi Todd. Todd, you just disrupted this whole fucking podcast, buddy. To be fair to Todd, we're doing this earlier than we normally do. Not really. We usually do this at seven o'clock my time. 
which is what it is right now. Oh yeah, this is when we usually start. We're, we would yeah. normally be doing the intro. Well, to be fair to Todd, he doesn't know my schedule. I guess it's also go, part of it. I've never sat him down and been like, Todd, this is when I record. Um, so they have a conversation talking about the who's running the tracksuit mafia because they don't believe that Echo is in fact in charge, and they know there's somebody above her and uh, somebody heavy above her, and so they're trying to figure it out. And Kate thinks that Jack is somehow tied into all this, and Hawkeye's not really convinced, and he's not really convinced with the whole that Jack killed Armand. Although he does think it's it's weird, he doesn't. Ha- they don't have enough info for him to really make any decisions so kate says why don't we sneak into my mom's penthouse and go into the bishop security files to find out the info i feel like they don't have to sneak into mom's house i think like they could just do this in the other room while she's talking to hawkeye in the kitchen yeah yeah i would agree Um, I i don't know why they have to make a deal out of it I think because she's really caught up in the superhero spy business right now i think that's honestly why yeah because there's a cliffhanger on this and i think that cliffhanger is not gonna turn into an action scene next week I think this is the continuing problem of this series is the cliffhangers are all very weak. Yeah, this is not a great cliffhanger. I couldn't lose the end of the episode, frankly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they go in and she goes on her mom's computer and they find out some information about Kazi, who is the guy that works with um, with Echo. And they realize he works for a company called Sloan Limited. And Barton's like, I know that one. And then um, – and while she tries to get more information about Jack, she gets locked out of the system. She makes too many errors or something, or the system knows to lock her out. And somebody else comes into the penthouse, and um, Clint goes to investigate. And as he turns the corner, he uh, all of a sudden, bang, out comes Jack, and he's holding Ronan's sword to Clint's neck. And that yep. is our pretty weak cliffhanger. Yes. Yeah, real um, bad cliffhangers on this show. When, um, when they come into the penthouse, Hawkeye is very fucking impressed. Yes. Yeah. And then she says that her grandfather owns the building or owns the building. Yeah. I mean, like he knows Tony Stark. So I think that really is very meaningful, you know? Yeah. Like he, he has been in some very fancy things. Yeah. He's, he's been around money. Um, so yeah, this was a great episode. Yeah. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Just a great episode of a TV show, frankly. It was, uh, I am. I'm, I'm speaking maybe a little hyperbolically, but at this moment, it might be my favorite like 45 minutes of Marvel stuff. Like, I really enjoyed this episode. I had a great time. I really, really liked it. I thought the the chase sequence was really fun and exciting. Yep. I love the the charisma between the two of them, which I forgot <clears throat> during the diner scene. The the other moment where there's a great little connected moment between them when she says, you know, she's telling him like, I saw you do blah, blah, blah. And that's when I knew what I wanted to be. And, or my, my, she says my, my father wasn't afraid of anything and yada, yada, yada. And that's when, you know, when I was young, I figured out what I wanted to be and I've never moved from that. And he goes, I, rem- I know that feeling. And he smiles, you know, and it's like, that's great. He has, he connects with her in that moment. Like he sees, Right, you know, a bit of her or him and her, and, and her and him, and it's like, I love that kind of stuff. I think they do it really good on this show, like really, really well. Yeah, no, and I mean I, the 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 human dynamics of the show are incredible between the two of them, and part of that is obviously the actors are really just vibe in, a, in in an incredible way, and part of it's the writing is fucking on point. Yes, yeah, on point. Yeah, um, you know, I you know, I think there's something about also they're able to take dynamics from the comics that I think really work really well in the comics. 
and that really worked in the fraction run especially that I think are really delightful as well. I think that makes a big difference too. Yeah. Um, but I mean this is – I think I get the same feeling watching this as I got watching Loki when you're watching Owen Wilson and Loki do scenes together. And you're like, I could just watch this scene forever. Like this is just – these two actors together are just having the best fucking time and I could just watch these two have a conversation all day. Yes. And yep. that's a rare thing and that's a delightful thing. I think that gets to the heart of what the best MCU stuff is. I agree. I agree. The best MCU stuff is you want to hang out with these characters and you want to like watch them hang out with each other. And that's more than the action, more than the rest of it. You you like these characters and you yes. like them together. And that this show fucking nails that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I 100% agree. I, and I'm glad they got the action together this episode. Yes. Yeah. I, I think it was really important that they have a really big, good action sequence together, and he really gets to see what she's capable of, which is great. You but know. I mean, I, I'm glad that the the show creators got the action together. Like they yes. they they really nailed it this episode. Yes. This is everything Over I episode. want out of that. Like this yeah. is everything I want out of that. Yeah, yeah, they did a really um, good job with that, and I loved it. I, I, this is a great episode. I'm really excited for the next two or three. I guess there's three more. Three more. Three more. I'm kind of sad that there's only three more. It's like, fuck, why can't this be 22 we'll episodes like old TV shows? <laughs> like, I would <laughs> love it. Because then we could just have an episode where they just hang out in the diner and talk. Right. Yeah. Oh, also they named Pizza Dog in this episode. He finally yeah. his name. Yeah. yeah, I didn't love it, but whatever. No, no. It's just like on the nose. Just because we're calling Pizza Dog. I don't want to have, to have like a whole fucking moment where we're yeah. doing that. Yeah. That's like that's like that's like that's like too self-aware. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's too self-aware. That's too much doing a thing. It, it actually makes me nervous that they might actually do the Hawkeye naked with the Hawkeye head over his crotch bit. I don't think they will. I, do, I don't think they'll go that wild with it. I don't think they would do that. I think they might have him holding like a mask or like a cutout of Hawkeye. Do you know what I mean? Like some kind of like promotional cutout. Like I could see them doing that. I'm concerned about it. Yeah. I, I, I think that I might – you don't think so? I mean it, I, I would love to be wrong on this, so – um, but yeah, I, this I is feel a, like if they were going to, that would have been in some kind of ads by now. Yeah, you're right. I think, you're, although you know what, they're really good about not putting anything from the later episodes in the ads. That's very true. That's very true. They've been really good with that on all these shows. There's like a yeah. lot of surprises that could help because they really hold things back. Um, but I'm really enjoying the show. And, uh, after the disappointment of what if it's really nice to just be like all in and like to be excited on a Wednesday morning to watch the thing. Yes. Yeah. I As opposed up. to get up on Wednesday morning and go, oh, I guess we're watching what if today. Yeah. Yeah. I woke up on yesterday morning. I was really excited. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh talk. Day. Oh yeah. 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 I, was, I was very psyched. God and bless. Then, yeah. It's a great Christmas present. Yeah, it really is. And it's, you know, this episode, like when they drive through like the Christmas tree lot and run over Santa Claus, they're doing a really good job of integrating the Christmas stuff. Yes, with, without overdoing it. Right. You know, it, it's not overpowering, which I appreciate. Like every now, now and then you'll see like Christmas lights, but not all over the place. Like it's not usually in TV and movies. It's like everything is Christmas now. And, right. You know, I don't know how realistic that is. Well, it looks set, it, it looks set decorated, right? Yeah. I mean, which is not what this show does not do that. It doesn't have quite that same set decorated feel to it. it, it it's really excellent from top to bottom. Every level of craft on this is really, really good. Did you catch the, 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 the COVID moment? No. When they show the exterior shot of the uh, of the apartment, that they, the, her aunt's apartment, you can see across the street that there's a restaurant and it has the outdoor COVID seating set up with the tents. 
Well, it might just have outdoor seating. I'm pretty sure it's the COVID tents. I'm sure it's like seating. in the street. Yeah, I'm sure it was COVID seating, but your phone again. You before we do the next I, episode of Bad Batch, you're gonna have to figure this out. Yeah, this is I gotta figure it out. again. If you're a listener and you well, have but, a, first, a, first a, of all, I can't believe because I'm all day it's silent, and then once we're recording, it goes crazy. So I'm very confused. This is how it always is. I mean, this is how when my dog was alive, all day he would be just sleeping, and then the minute the show began, he just needed to fucking be snuffling around and tapping yeah. around. What if he's like, possessed my phone? That'd be pretty good. Yeah. He, that phone is almost as annoying as my dog was. So that, that could be the case. That could be the case. Uh, um, what are you doing? I was tapping. Like oh, you're dog. doing tapping. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's this week's episode of Hawkeye. There's and one more we, thing I want to discuss. What, you want, you know, what, what is it? One more thing. Really quick. A lot of people. Like Columbo. One, one more one thing. One more thing. A lot of people have been comparing this to Shane Black. And I don't think that's fair. Just because well, it's Christmas. Christmas. I mean, it's, yeah. it's buddy action Christmas, and everyone's like, oh, it's like Shane Black. I don't think this is. I think it's very different than Shane Black. And one thing that really stands out to me as being different than Shane Black is Clint himself. Clint's not quippy. Clint, you know, Clint's not a jokey guy. He's a straight man of this. You know, she is. She is very quippy. And I think Shane Black usually both characters are quite quippy. In his mm, stuff. Not always. It depends. I mean, like he this is a there is a Shane Black um element to this in that one character is older and grizzled and one character is younger and brighter. But but that's that's well before Shane Black that existed. Sort of. Shane Black kind of invented a lot of this stuff. I mean Marty wrote, and Doc. He wrote he, <laughs> you know? he wrote Lethal Weapon. Yeah. No, Marty and Doc is different than than Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon really sets the standard for a lot but, of but, but but it's yeah. the old setup of, of the old mentor and the young new person. Ah, uh, but it's not the mentor when it's Shane Black very often. It's the guy who's kind of annoyed to be irritated. Yeah. To, but, to but, be, he, to be involved. but he's the mentor here. He is a mentor. Here. Yeah, he is a mentor here. No, no, I yeah. I don't I, I don't think it's a Shane Black. I think the Christmas thing and the buddy thing get people confused. I think Shane's interests are a little bit different. I think this might be a little bit more lighthearted than Shane Black does. Yeah. Traditionally, and less 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 mean spiritedly violent sometimes. Um, Although, if you you're going to copy any movies in the future, like for season two, Midnight Run would be great. The two of them cross country, I would love it. I'd be so all who's for being it. who's being arrested. No, they're just being they they have to get cross country and they're being chased. That's it. Well, sure, I could do that. It's good old. Midnight I could do Run. that. Yeah. I could definitely do that. Um. But yeah, so that's this week's episode of Hawkeye. We will. Uh, oh, do you think back, uh, what Elena's going to show up next episode? Um, well, him name dropping Black Widow certainly feels like a way of bringing her in, right? Yeah, I mean, we know she's in it. She's no, we know she's in it. Up. But I'm saying, like, yeah. him name dropping feels like the open door. Yeah. Um, to bring her in, even though we saw a different way that she comes into this in the end of Black Widow, we that know not nothing. to take we know to take those post credit sequences with the hugest grain of salt of all time. Yeah. Um. So her running around, her hearing that he's saying that, or that 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 you know, uh, Black Widow killed Ronan. Maybe that gets her in. I don't know. But it, we'll see her within the next. I think she might be just in the last two. I think. Yeah, if I'm remembering so. correctly, that's on my that's my memory. If I remember correctly, we'll find out. Um, anyway, now can I end the show? Uh, start, and we'll see if I can cut you off again. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs>
That's this week's episode of Hawkeye. We really loved it. Really glad you were here to listen to us talk about it. We'll be back again next week with the next episode of Hawkeye. We're going to have an episode of Bad Batch in between. And then uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Watchmen. Watchmen is our monthly superhero movie deep dive podcast where we go very, very long on superhero movies. And when there's a new one in theaters, we talk about the new one. And that means that December, it's going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. I got an NFT from that, by the way. You disgust me. I, well, I bought a ticket, and AMC sent me an email that says, because you're one of our early ticket buyers, you're also getting an NFT. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you used MoviePass or whatever it's called to get an NF- to get the ticket, and then they give you an NFT that destroys the, yeah. the environment. I mean, I'm not, it's, I don't want Do it. Do they all destroy the environment? I'm not even sure if all NFTs all destroy the stuff. All crypto stuff does, because it requires so much computing power. To do what with the NFT? To check it. So if you're checking the thing, then it, it, it creates an enormous amount of computing power. Really? Yeah. Are you ever going to check it? <sighs> not like not like the non-fungible token part of it. No, I might look at the image that they're going to send me in an email. Yeah. Maybe I'll try to sell it on eBay, right? I mean, but probably not. I'll probably just sit around with it. Um, anyway, that'll be the Watchmen next Are episode. Are any of them actually be- worth anything? Not for real people. Uh, It'll be The Watchmen is going to be the next episode between Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, That's available to $5 and above subscribers on the Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash cinemasanga, S-A-N-G-H-A. If you cannot subscribe, but you do want to support this show, please feel free to rate and review the program on your podcatching app of choice. That goes a long way. brings in new listeners and uh, um, makes more people subjected to the stuff that we do here. Uh, that'd be very, very kind and very, very helpful. In the meantime, we will see you next week. And until then, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be happy, may you be well. Most of all, may you be, may you remain a true believer.